Rock Your Mic Right, podcast to the beat of your own drum. Brought to you by CarlyNimmo.com and Radcasters Podcasting School, where you can learn to podcast like a pro, from a pro. All right, let's go. Today I'm going to talk about what I would call guest onboarding, I guess. Which <laughs> Guest onboarding, I guess. Uh, which is really the process of what happens after a guest has said yes. How easy are you making it? How enjoyable are you making that process for your guest? Having been a guest on a number of podcasts, stacks, <laughs> over the past five years, I've seen terrible practices and I've seen people get it really right. And it doesn't take a lot to make the experience really great for your guest, which if you want them to share the show, you really want them to be having a great experience. So I thought I would share some tips around what to do and what not to do after a guest has said yes. So my number one thing is invest or you don't have to invest because there's plenty of free options out here, but get yourself into a scheduling system. I personally use Acuity. If you are looking to move on to Acuity, I have an affiliate link, reach out and I'll give it to you. It is a great tool, not only for scheduling things like podcast interviews, but I also use it to schedule all of my client calls and it can even take payment. Definitely worth investigating. The great thing about Acuity and using a scheduling program like Acuity is that it stops the to and fro. I am all about taking something that isn't necessarily working that well, isn't that efficient, and creating ways to systematize that. Acuity takes out or scheduling takes out all the to and fro. You can essentially just give that person the link and they can book and get all of the information that they need delivered to them without you having to do it over and over and over again. Hey, how does next Wednesday work? No, next Wednesday is busy for me. The week after is looking clear. Yeah, no, the week after isn't looking that great for me. How about forget all that shit? It's a waste of your time. It's not in respect of you and it's not in respect of the guest. So create a system that allows this stuff to happen seamlessly so that it is a pleasurable experience for your guest and for you. Get yourself on a scheduling system. And when you do, they can not only just select a time, but you can get the information that you need from them. The key here is not to ask for too much because that is a major hurdle and people will opt out and not finish scheduling their appointment because you've asked for too much. Don't ask them answers to the questions that you're going to be asking on the show. That's just like control freak. (laughs) Allow some space, right? Like the person doesn't want to have to do the work for you. It's your job as an interviewer to get all that information out of them during the interview. You don't need to ask them every single question that you're going to ask on the show and get a detailed response. It really depends. There are like, there's no blanket rules here. I have been on shows where I've had to provide answers. And at that time, it was actually helpful for me. But for most people, it's going to be a hurdle. They don't want to do your work for you. And to be honest, they shouldn't have to. Don't ask for too much information. Ask for what you need. Get what you need out of the guest at the time of booking their interview. What do you need from them? You probably need their name. You definitely need their email address. Maybe you need their phone number as a backup. 
You probably need their socials, links to their website, their socials. You'll probably need a bio and a headshot. And so you can pop all that information or they can pop all that information in. People who guest on shows are kind of expecting that. I'm always expecting to have to provide a bio, a headshot, my socials, some basic information about me. That is not a hurdle. And it's what you need because there's nothing worse than then having to chase someone up for a bio, then having to ask them this question, that question. Oh, I forgot to get your headshot. It makes you look unprofessional. Just get it all up front. And I would suggest that those fields that you need the information around, name, bio, website, blah, 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 they are not optional. They're mandatory. They must be filled in in order for you to submit the form. Because otherwise, I've had people just fill in the details and then go through and schedule. And then I've had to chase them up. It's not respectful of me. And if you want to be on my show, I'm going to need those details from you and I don't want to be chasing you. So it's okay for you as a host to have some boundaries around this and it's in the best interest of them. So I always have those fields that I absolutely need mandatory. So your guest has gone through now, they've filled in their details, they've scheduled a time. What now? Well, now begins the series of emails. Do not send a gazillion emails and don't make them promotional. Like really, this is just the details of what they need to know. So you got what you needed from them in them giving you all the information, their name, their socials, their bio, their headshot, all that kind of jazz, whatever you need there. Now you get to set the tone and let them know the details. So I send a confirmation email that gives them all of the details that they might need. Where and how the call will take place. Zoom, Squadcast, wherever the call is taking place, let them know that. Then what they need to have. For me, it's mandatory for any podcast guest to have an Apple headset or their phone headset as a minimum because I want consistency of sound across all my guests. So I make sure they're aware of that, that they need to have a headset handy. And if they don't, the interview may not go ahead if their audio isn't great. They need to have a quiet place. They need to have decent access to Wi-Fi. Then I let them know anything else they need to know. And this is also a really great opportunity for you to set the tone and I guess the intention. You can let them know a little bit about what they can expect, the kinds of questions that they might get. Don't make it like the war and the peace. It doesn't need to be a fucking novel. It just needs to be a brief overview around where and how the call will happen, the things that they need to have, even in dot point and anything else you think they need to know. Some people like to have an idea as to, you know, some people are a bit more uh, control freakish and they're not that, it's not really control freakish. They just want to know what to expect so that they can prepare a little. People like to prepare. So give them what they, the bare bones of what they need in order to feel okay. They can prepare. What I kind of tend to do is put four or five questions that I might ask. And I also really set the the tone and intention for our conversation. It's going to be really low-key, conversational. You don't have to prepare because we're going to go a bit on the fly here. But here are some key questions that you can expect that I might ask. 
So that is a really powerful way to let people know what to expect, give them enough so that they feel okay and so they're not emailing back asking you for a list of specific questions. They have what they need in order to feel okay. And I also mention in there, if you are someone who likes to go completely on the fly, that is totally fine. No preparation is necessary here. It's just for those who like to prepare. So that is my confirmation email. I outline where and how, what you need to have, and anything else you might need to know. Set the tone, set the intention, and from there, I'll send out two reminders. One a week before and another one a day before. And they're just very, very brief. So basically, it'll say, hey, so looking forward to our interview and then the date. And then I just have the where and the how. This call will be taking place on Zoom. Here is the link. Please remember to have your Apple headset handy. And maybe if you've got any questions, feel free to reach out. I'll see you then. Oh, and I'll also put in there, if you need more details, check the confirmation email that would have come through when you booked. It outlines everything to expect. And then at the hour before, I send out another or I have, like these are all scheduled. This all happens in Acuity. You don't have to manually do this. You just set it up so that when someone books a particular type of appointment, then it will automatically set these off to go. You have one that happens on confirmation, one that happens, usually I do it a week out, and then another one that happens an hour before. And again, it just reiterates. Thanks for coming on my show. I'm really looking forward to diving in. Here is the link of where the call will happen. Remember to have your Apple headset, be in a quiet place and have decent Wi-Fi. If you need to know more information, go back to that confirmation email and everything you could possibly need to know is in there. I'll see you in an hour. And that's it, right? What this process does is not only stops people from not showing up to interviews, I can honestly say in my five years of podcasting, I might have had one no-show and that was wasn't because they didn't know the interview was going on. It was because something huge had happened to them and they weren't able to be there. So that is the only real no-show I've had. So this kind of like reminders going out is going to help people remember because you know what, as someone who's going to be a guest on a show, the worst feeling is not knowing where it's going to happen or like not getting any reminders and having to remember myself. Like it's like you book in the interview and then you hear nothing at all. And you're kind of questioning, hmm, am I supposed to be, oh God, I don't really know. Oh, so I, I'll often go back and find the confirmation email. And sometimes there's not even information in there. And so I'll have to messenger the person, hey, are we still on for today? Like that, nah. If you are doing that, if you are having them sign on and then giving them nothing until the time, maybe just like this is the Zoom link in the confirmation email and then nothing and expecting that person to remember, expect to have no-shows and cause confusion. It's really stressful for a guest not to know what's going on. Now, you don't want to bombard them, but you want to make sure they have what they need. So guest onboarding, just to summarize, use a scheduling system if you're not already, like Acuity. As I said, I am an affiliate. 
only because I use the product myself and I fucking love it. So if you want my affiliate code, let me know and I'll send it to you. Two, don't ask for too much information. You don't want to overwhelm them before they've even confirmed their booking with you. Get what you need. And when it comes to what you need, it's generally the information that you absolutely need in order to be able to contact the person, everything that you need in order to, you know, write your show notes. So generally name, phone number if you need, if it's Skype, their Skype username would be useful, <laughs> their bio, a headshot. So anything that's that you will have to chase afterwards get now. But don't ask them to answer every question you're going to ask on the show or to write the war and peace and give you everything you need. It's your job as an interviewer to do your research. It shouldn't be a huge effort for a guest to give you stuff that you could Google yourself. Then make sure you have reminders set to go out with with whatever system you use. And in that initial email, make sure that you have outlined everything that they need to know where and how the call's happening, what they need to have on hand, anything else they might need to know. And you can use that initial confirmation email as a way to set the tone for your conversation and an intention. This can be all automated and I recommend that it is all automated. You don't want to be doing this every single time rewriting it for every guest. None of that shit. Get it automated. Then have a reminder go out, maybe a week before and an hour. Send out two reminders just so that they are very familiar with where they have to be, what they need, and it's easily accessible to them. And then you've done a lot of the heavy lifting work without having to do any heavy lifting. That guest can feel confident coming on the call because they know exactly what's going to happen. And you can feel more confident because you've given them a really great experience before they've even started. You've already built rapport. That time between them booking and going on your show is an opportunity to build rapport so they feel at ease when they jump on your show. So that's my process of guest onboarding. And it might be too much for you. Have a think about the times that you've been a guest on a podcast and the experiences that you've had, what you've felt has been lacking, and then fill those gaps in your own process. But that's kind of my framework for a good guest experience. If you want to connect with me, you can find me on Instagram at Carlosophies and via my website at carlynimmo.com. I always love to hear from you guys. If you have any topics that you really want me to cover, feel free to email me or drop me a DM on Instagram. Until next week, peace out. Carly Nimmo signing off. This was Rock Your Mic Right. Until next week, bye-bye now. <laughs>